Welcome to the Ether. Today is Tuesday, November 15th, 2022. Today on the Ether, the Gratitude Circle, hosted by Coach Bruce Wrangler. Let's take a listen. Hello. Hey. Observe how many people are here when we are grateful, and how many people are here when they talk about cryptocurrency. Yeah, man. People are just chasing money, they're just chasing uh, all the wrong things and desperately trying to claw back their portfolios. But they need to stop and they need to think about what's actually important. Hi, T-Bard. Hello, Coach Bruce. Uh, is, are we sharing what we're grateful for in this circle today? Mm, yeah, but we need to form a circle because right now it's a triangle. That's That's fair. I know what the minimum for a circle is. I guess, well, five. We have a triangle. I feel like five or six is kind of maybe the minimum for a circle. Yeah, I squares. think at a certain point. Yeah, I, I was going to say probably a hexagon is like when it becomes pretty circular. Would anyone else like to come up and discuss spiritual topics? <sighs> My girlfriend, Ivan, is here. And I don't know. I'm starting to think I might be getting catfished because for the last three or four years, we've been talking on DMs. She says that she's just shy and she doesn't want to speak over voice chat or meet up. She's not ready to meet up yet. She's not ready. And um, I've always been pretty allowing and just kind of backed off and allowed everything to go at her rate. But I don't know. It's like, why, why can't she send me a single clip of her voice? Why can't she say a single word? Is it, I, I, I don't know. I love her, but yeah. I can't wait forever. Correct. What happened to Liz? Do you remember Liz? There was mad Liz and then there was regular Liz. I think they're both gone. Mad Liz is kind of around sometimes. I haven't seen regular Liz. Hmm. I guess uh, Coach doesn't want to talk about Liz. 
He's too up. Yeah. Yeah. I was messaged by somebody. Cut off my phone thing. Ah. So you didn't hear what I said? No, I didn't. I I missed, like, because I clicked out the app and I just silenced it because I was playing a a voice note on WhatsApp. I see. I see. Oh, it, it doesn't matter. It wasn't important. I'm sorry. Didn't mean to um, hurt you. No, that's okay. I, uh, I've already moved on. I, um, I don't have an ego. I gave up. I gave it up a long time ago. Yeah, I liked that about you. Like um, when we first met, one of the things that attracted me to you is that you don't have an ego, and. Um, m- m- around half of the people in this world do and the other half don't and it's important to stick with that half that don't and that's you you're one out of two thank you yes i agree it's important um if you are hanging out with people who are like colombian uh, maids who get very angry very like like latina explosive like when they touch a stove they immediately pull their hand away because like it's the CNS just immediately makes it in the same way when they feel something and they say something, they just, they say it something immediately. It's just in the same kind of reaction. They don't think it's just splurges out of their mouth, like a big disgusting fire hydrant. Um, those people, you shouldn't hang out with them and they're just draining energy. It's a waste of time. Hmm. Okay. Well, today we're going to conduct a gratitude circle. That means that we go around one by one. We say something or maybe a story or um, a thing we have great gratitude for, or maybe we appreciate. I think gratitude is a strong word. I rarely use it because it's like, it's one of those words. It's kind of similar to love in that it's, it assumes a certain strongness um, or a strength, but Really, it can just mean anything you appreciate um, from anything in the past or a person or in the present or even in the future, um, something you're you're grateful for, something you're looking forward to. Um, it, can, it can be absolutely anything, but I think it's quite a nice thing to do. I often do it with my, my little meditation students as a, a social practice, um, and it's quite nice. So, yeah, if anyone else would like to come up and speak. Maybe we'll get Seppi here. That would be nice. We'll bring him out of his horrible um, materialist, determinist, mechanist machinations. You said it. That's crazy. (laughs) He's here. You've manifested Seppi. That's incredible. And Seppi is, and I'll speak on your behalf, um, Seppi is grateful every single day that the AI hasn't taken over yet. Uh, every day that the AI hasn't conquered humanity nope. in some form, he's very happy. No, I would. I don't think so because the moment that IBM released that they have a 427 qubit computer, Sefi bought the stocks. He's funding their R and D. He's trying to accelerate the decline. Sefi is a accelerationist. He believes in the total domination of humanity, and he believes in. Um, funding 
technological improvement and also funding chaos in any way he can to speed up the collapse. Welcome, Sefi. Hey, I'm kind of finishing up a little bit of work here. Give me a minute. No, it's okay. Uh, what do you guys like talking about me and then I appeared or something like magic? I can summon you if I need to. They, I, I was saying to someone the other day, like, why do you think I did all this fucking meditation? Like, why do you think I sat on a chair meditating for 16 hours a day for over a year? Do you think, do you think you just gain no powers at all from that? Like, I wouldn't do it otherwise. Yeah. Have you ever like measured these powers? Like, have you ever attempted to sort of like quantify it or you're like, you just, uh, like, like as a materialist, right? Like I need to know, um, you know, like, is this verifiable? You should read the, there are loads of, um, have you ever looked into parapsychology and stuff, Sefi? The, one of the main guys is a guy called Dean Radin, um, out of Pear Labs. Um, you might like a book called Real Magic. There's a lot of interesting stuff around like random number generators and um, remote viewing of things from a distance and um, the effects of, of different, uh, well, you can read the book. I won't explain it, but it's quite interesting. There's there's a load of peer-reviewed stuff around a lot of different topics. It's all bullshit. <laughs> um yeah I, I i slept horribly um because i'm up at night right now you know, during the day i was supposed to sleep and i just kept tossing and turning and just couldn't uh like I, f I probably did sleep but i feel like i woke up so many times that i i can't recall having slept does that make sense yep you, well you've done this you've had issues with this before i think so you you, yeah. you know I had really bad insomnia for years. Um, are you at a hotel or at, like your third house or what? Yeah, just well, at the hotel during the day and the stupid windows don't close like absolutely like blackout. So there's just enough sunlight that it just wakes me up. Yeah. Sometimes it's just a hotel room, isn't it? It's like a, some things about it. I've slept in hotels and sometimes it's like I'm a baby in there. And sometimes there's something about the bed or the room or I don't know what it is. Some weird thing that I just can't sleep at all. Actually, I actually like all that. It's just maybe just a little bit of light coming in messes me up. And well, maybe, maybe it's because I I tend to stay at motels in the wrong end of town with heroin needles and stuff in the bed and skid marks, and you tend to stay at the Ritz. That could most definitely be the problem. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be comfortable for sure around sort of needles and things. Um. Speaking of which, like, there's kind of an interesting story. Um, this is kind of gratitude circle, though, so I'm not sure if it has anything to do with the story. Um, I, think there's always, I think there's always a way to tell a story. Um, in a figure way out how to be grateful read. about it. <laughs> yeah, like, even if it's the, the wisdom you learn from it or the, the interestingness of life, or even how, how alive life is with all its color and stories. Yeah, so there's this guy. Um, he used to use uh, sort of methamphetamines. And he developed uh, uh, what's called severe sort of pulmonary hypertension, which is where the blood vessels and the arteries to your lungs kind of get tighter and tighter. The pressure goes up and um, 
it eventually affects your heart performance and your breathing and everything else. And um, it was so severe that, um, uh, like, you, we, you know, I started like on a this IV medication. It's really expensive too. It's like it's like a seventy thousand dollar per year drug. It's, it's it's no minor thing. <laughs> so, and usually before we do that, we ask the guy like, okay, um, you got to be really careful with this thing. It's got like in those days, this thing had like an ice pack where you had to keep the actual um, material cold while infusing it 24-7. Like you can't stop it, right? You, um, because the minute you do that, like your pulmonary arteries will rebound and your heart will get in trouble. So it's a very interesting thing. Like you're tied to this thing, um, surviving with this. But, you know, without it, you would maybe live less long, theoretically. And we asked the guy, it's like, okay, you're well past your drugs, right? He's like, yeah, I haven't. I haven't used meth in like three years. I'm like, okay, fine. And um, so we go through the whole process. We, we, you know, put a special IV and everything. We get him started on this thing. And um, he, uh, sh- well, so he goes off and he does this thing. And um, he's kind of like an anxious character. Most people that use a lot of like methamphetamines uh, in particular tend to i think because they're like this weird anxious type of personality to begin with like very high strung very anxious kind of person and then after they use meth and things like that it's even worse so they're really like just fucked up in the brain forever never quite right after that and um so he goes and he um uh like you know we start him on this medicine he's got it going and off he goes they even have like a hotline that you call in case you like you know, you're running short on medicine or, you know, you have to have more of it mailed out or you don't know what you're doing, whatever, right? Like it's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty well thought out process to get this sort of thing. Um, it was a drug called epiprostanol, just kind of a, a pulmonary vasodilator drug. And unfortunately it wasn't room temperature stable. So it's kind of complicated to use. Anyway, so he goes, um, oh, give me just a second. So um, he uh, goes uh, out and we're like, okay, uh, hopefully he'll do well. He'll come visit us uh, at some point uh, afterwards and we'll see how he's doing. And um, I get a call from the, I think this is like a month later. I get a call from the uh, like police or sheriff or some shit from some small town. And they're like, yeah, do you know this, uh, this guy? And, and um, like, well, yeah, let me look look up who it is. I don't remember his name, but I, I look it up. Oh, okay, this is the guy that we started him on the pump a month ago or two months ago, and um, and uh, I'm like, okay, what? Uh, why are you calling me? <laughs> like, what what did I do? The first thing you suspect if the sheriff calls you, wait a minute, like, what, like what the fuck happened? Um, did someone uh, write for prescription drugs on your, my name and like you know I'm in trouble or you know who knows who the fuck knows right? So you're like uh oh, and then he said oh well this guy um, died. I'm like oh, um, like <laughs> why are you looking at me? Like well we found this thing with your name your name on it and everything and um, this pump and whatnot and just trying to get some information about what that is and stuff. And I said well he's on this thing for this um, and this disease and whatever. It turns out like what happened with him. Uh, he got so he's an anxious guy to begin with and by using this pump and by um having this medicine he was doing okay with it but he was really really anxious about the thing shutting off or like running out of medicine or whatever he was like completely fixated on this thing it's like um like a neurosis kind of thing where he just can't think of anything but this thing 
And he got so anxious about it that he went to a hotel room or whatever, and he kind of got back to using drugs. <laughs> like, And then he got himself killed um, getting high or whatever, and maybe, you know, ran out of medicine from the pump or something, and they found him dead in his hotel room. Um, and that's, yeah, that's what happened to him. He was kind of, he got so anxious by this device, like the feedback of like the fear of the thing, or maybe something will happen or whatever that, uh, like that led him to like overdose on God knows what. And then he died. Crazy mm -hmm. stuff. So he had a device that was hooked up to him an IV and could pump substances into his body. Yeah. It's basically, there's a, a like a tunneled central line under the skin and, and you just like wear this pump, you hook up the medicine to it. It's similar to like an insulin pump, but they used to be bigger for this because you had to like have ice with it and all this shit. Clearly, uh, he wasn't capable of handling all that. And, um, and then next thing you know, like, I don't know if he died because his, his, his medicine stopped or, but they found like drug paraphernalia all over his hotel room. So that's why, like when Bruce said he doesn't like hotels with that, it just sprung up this memory. Hmm. When, um, when was that? Uh, I don't know. Maybe like, uh, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago. It's been a while already. Hmm. So pretty interesting. Yeah, like, uh, so like people do crazy things. Uh, and the type of like, anxiety issues people have um, can be quite fascinating. Like I, I thought, you know, you remember, you know, how like the I, Apple watch has the little like heart rate thing. You know, you wear this thing, it measures your your heart rate and all. And you can sometimes tell if there's a heart rhythm disturbance or something like that. Yeah. My worry when they came out with these things is that people would start becoming like start developing almost like um, anxiety or panic attacks because like your brain is not meant to be getting feedback of your specific heart rate at all times. It's weird, right? Like there are internal channels to send like neurologically speaking, right. To send information about your heart rate and things to your brain. Um, and, you know, like, obviously, if your heart's beating really hard, you feel it and all that, right? But you, you're, it's not like you, you're meant to sort of experience that visually all the time. And, you know, I, I think they limited the amount of, like, uh, visibility of that heart rate thing for most people. So it's not, like, bothering you all the time. But if it did, I think it, it has the potential to, like, like, pretty much create neuroses in a sense. Oh, so, sure. It has in a lot of cases. Um... I, I know for sure. I, I know people who've had that happen. Um, my mother had to stop wearing them because she was like, Jesus is making me, <laughs> this is making me a hypochondriac and um, track it all the time. I, I think it's, and also like the, uh, one of the biggest symptoms of anxiety in general is like body monitoring, right? Like to, to be aware of your own heartbeat and changes in your physiology, or maybe you have a, a tingling sensation in your head or a pressure in your head or something. And then you attribute, um, you know, that must be a brain tumor. Or that must be my heart is being weird or something like that. So this constant um, loop of observation and interpretation underlies a lot of anxiety um, and how it functions. And just to add this, this like quantitative tech giving you constant biofeedback into the mix is like a recipe for even more theories um, and even more of a sense of like what's going wrong and stuff. Um, yeah, I've seen that all the time. I have a thing called a whoop strap, which is quite interesting. I don't know if you've heard of these. I don't know if you're into like um, quantitative wearables and all that stuff, Sefi. But I have a whoop strap, which measures your um, resting heart rate, your HRV and your breathing rate. Although that's like 
um, due to um, it, it, it measures it from your uh, what's it called again respiratory sinus rhythm you know the 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 speeding up yeah. of the heart rate when you're breathing in and the speeding down as it, as, you, as you breathe out so it measures it from that so nice. it takes your heart heart rate basically um, and then and then like extrapolates your breathing from that but yeah it's it's an interesting thing and it measures your body temperature and stuff as well but it, it the thing about it is, is that it's not a constant feedback it's a it's like a um, a black strap and then at the end of the day it tells you um like what your stats were because your, your goal is to do what with this thing though like well these beeps are very intrusive and upsetting is that your, yeah i can't i can't turn them off unfortunately yeah it's when some emergency happens and yeah, yeah, sends yeah. me messages in my little thing. I get it. Um, it's uh, well for a lot of reasons. It's like it, the thing is, it's it's basically a health tracker. So the focus is on heart rate variability, which is a very interesting thing of itself. I don't know if you've read much about it, Sefi. Uh-huh. Yeah, a lot of um, correlates with with well being and and health and recovery and stuff like that. Very useful for athletes um, and just generally if you're trying to optimize well being. It's interesting because. It's one of those measurements that rewards you for being healthy rather than rewards you for um, performance. Like I can go running every day and I can run really fast um, and I can get a better and better and better time. But at the same time, it's possible for me to be a really good performer, but at the same time, um, really unhealthy. Like I can overtrain constantly. And HIV is interesting because it's one of those measurements where it, it, it directly rewards you for your level of health, basically, rather than your level of performance. Like if if I kept overtraining, HRV would tell me that like it's going down, 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 down. Because a lot of it's down to nervous system balance. Like are you in um recovery mode? Are you in parasympathetic mode? Um ha- have you have you sufficiently recovered to perform today? Like it's 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 a different measurement. And also I, I see it go up. Like if I meditate more. It goes up significantly. Um, if I meditate for say two hours before bed, then go to bed and get up, um, it, it really does increase. Like it, it increases everything. So it's like one of those interesting, and it's like I find it quite beautiful as well, Sefi. I don't know if you've you've looked into this stuff, but it's like the amount of the amount of um, the higher your HRV, the more the variability between um, your your beat to beat heartbeats, right? And there's this kind of beautiful sense in which the more chaos your heart produces, the more chaos you can handle in the world. Because the higher your heart rate variability, um, the more resilient you are on a fundamental level, right? The, the more capacity to work for work you have, or the more capacity to deal with stress. So it became kind of an interesting thing for me in, in the sense of like, this is quite a beautiful measurement. Like it's, it's a thing for health and resiliency rather than performance. Um, so I like got interested in like what, what happens when I meditate, what happens when I do different breathing exercises, um, and also say things like cold showers, like what happens there. And it can, it, it has like a diary feature so you can input what you do every day and then it correlates them over time. Like, you know, if I do a cold shower in the morning, um, what's my HRV on average the next day, um, taking like hundreds of samples and things like that. So it's like a, yeah, it's been a really fascinating thing to look into and and it feels like a healthy thing because in the past i was somebody who were like focused on um you know what's the max weight i can lift or what's the fastest i can run or the highest i can jump or whatever else it was always about the the performance metric and now with things like hrv it's more about like well-being and i found a (laughs) a metric to nerd about but at the same time it's beneficial and it rewards overall well-being and health 
rather than something arbitrary. Mm, yeah, I haven't seen this kind of thing. Um, there are some things like uh, with yeah, a lot of different things we measure with like, yeah, variability of heart rate and sort of blood pressure directly monitored for different things like, for example, how much fluid someone should receive if they're you know really sick and in shock, things like that. But not a lot of things like uh, that are available for like routine use. I would say that that uh, I think about. Um, hmm. Uh, well, anyway, I'm going to drop and come back a bit later, I think. <laughs> so uh, I'm grateful for uh, all of you. Uh, uh, hopefully you're alive and well and doing great. <laughs> Thank you, Sophie. Take care, Seth. Oh, you know, before I go, I, I don't know if you noticed that, but you see that um, uh, Django is doing a couple of Twitter spaces. There's one I shared, and uh, that's going to be, I think, like Wednesday or something, and then another one Thursday. And the Thursday one uh, is going to be with Eric Voorhees, actually. So it's going to be myself, like Tor Blair of Secret Network, uh, her and uh, Eric Voorhees. That should be an interesting conversation, hopefully. She said bring whoever uh, would be interested to chat. So maybe uh, yeah, if you guys want to show up, uh, that'd be good. We'll see if the our, our, if Eric uh, grills us if we do better than uh, Sam Bankman-Fried did when he grilled. Did you see that video, by the way? <laughs> Very funny. Yes. Yes, that was a good one. Yes. Yes. Now, come with me, my little birdies. Fly away into gratitude land. Kid Baroness, what are you grateful for? The hot dog I just got done eating from the gas station. Hmm. Uh, I think we need to establish uh, an alphabetical order, and uh, I think zero is first, and then we'll go letters. Hmm. Okay. Um, I um, always start. I always start these great gratitude spaces with the same thing, which is I'm grateful for the fact that I can sit by the lake and look out at the mountains and not have to worry about very much, even in the depths of the bear market, because that's just how things have played out. So I'm very grateful for being lucky enough to have that opportunity. And it's uh, very surreal. Mm. I am grateful that both of my parents are alive and healthy. And um, I mean, they've got a few issues. My mum's got like knee issues and hip issues and stuff. But overall, and my dad's got like high blood pressure, but overall, they're pretty, pretty healthy and well. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm grateful for that. I know a lot of people have had parents with health issues or passed away and stuff like that. So it's, it's yeah, 
I'm very grateful to still be able to spend a lot of time with them and invite them to where I live um, for weeks at a time and, and uh, yeah, spend a lot of quality time with them. It's you again, Kit. Oh, are we actually being serious? Are we sitting at the uh, dinner table right now and doing our pre-Thanksgiving rounds? And I wouldn't call it a dinner table, cat. I would call it a, a sense of appreciating that we're alive and here. Okay. I am appreciative of being able to communicate in real time, in a sense, with people at a whim that are like-minded through social media. Mr. Bard. Um, I am grateful for these Twitter spaces. Um, they brought a lot of fun and enjoyment into my life, and I probably also would have stopped paying attention to crypto altogether after Luna if it wasn't for these spaces. And I'm glad I'm still sticking around and paying attention and having fun. By the way, if anyone wants to come up, you can. Anyone can speak. Uh, just saying what we're grateful for, going in a circle, whatever we appreciate. Um, you could call it a meditation if you like. You could call it just being human. You could call it whatever you like. But it's a really nice thing. Um, I think often our minds start to focus on the market or what's wrong in our lives or maybe the past or the future or the story of our lives and whoever's offended us or whatever else. And this is like a kind of a grounding practice or a, a, a positivity practice where we focus on the beautiful things, you know, what it means to be alive, you know, what, what we really have here beyond the story of, of what's gone wrong or the problem. Um, it's it's stepping outside of life as some kind of problem to solve and appreciating the mystery and the beauty of it. Yeah, go ahead, Yura. Hmm. I'm grateful for a lot of things. Um, the thing that comes to mind is something that I got today in my hand. It's uh, another wonder of science. Um, this is gentle lip bonding gel that apparently you can use to stop breathing through your mouth at night and since i don't i'm not clean shaven i can't just tape my face closed so i am excited to try this hey is you again yes oh um, okay. <clears throat> I am um, grateful that the coach explained what that weird black band is on his wrist. And now I know it's a whoop band, which is a secret weapon in his quest to get to a 75 kilogram overhead press faster than me. So now I know what that is. I'm going to buy one as well. And we'll be in a level playing field. So that's good to know. I'm grateful to understand that now. I am grateful to be able to make money in a lot of different ways through the internet. 
um, and not just make money, but make money by having a laugh and having fun and, and being creative. I think it's like a wonderful thing. And I don't know, I'd, I'd like to see more friends do similar because I see a lot of very creative people in my life be kind of locked into jobs or, um, or maybe even I just see a side of them where they feel like they're completely themselves. And I see that like that part of them doesn't really come out in their, in their jobs. It's like they're kind of playing a role, but like there's something in them where it's like, it just, it really wants to come out and express itself in the way that it wants to. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to have found that in many ways and, you know, to, to be kind of living that and maybe trusting that you can be entirely yourself and, and follow your sense of humor, but at the same time make money. And I think that's like a, a beautiful thing. And, um, yeah, I guess it's also gratitude for just the internet and all the people I've met as well, because a lot of these ideas and, and ways of making money and things, they, they are inspired by, um, people I talk to and friends and, and various people I've met on the internet. And it's the, the friends and the groups of people you, um, kind of start and initiate and talk to a lot that, that makes it all worthwhile and, and as much fun as it is. So yeah, I'm grateful for the, the internet and all the different possibilities and the ways of making a living here. Level one. Yeah, hi guys. I'm grateful for, um, I think, selling Bitcoin last year, right at this time, investing it into uh, the stuff that I'm doing, really producing something, opening a factory, a new one. And right now we're starting production and it seems the Bitcoin bottom is in, which kind of is really funny to me. So probably time to start investing into Bitcoin again with profits. And I'm thankful for this work out pretty well. Is it my turn since crypto came up? Are we still going in continuous order? This um, alphabetical, and if anyone new arrives, just slot in alphabetically. Okay. Well, I am unsure. There's so many things to be grateful for, to be going around about on what we are grateful for. But I am grateful that I drove through a frozen tundra to get home from work and it took me double the time and everybody was safe and I did not see accidents. Uh, I'm grateful for my family. Uh, when I was growing up, I always had my extended family around me and we would get together for events and stuff like that and kind of just continued through my life. I've gotten older. We all live in different states and still there's multiple times a year we get together. And I just know a lot of the, a lot of my close friends around me and stuff don't, don't necessarily have that same thing. 
I'm grateful that there are a lot of opportunities around now and um, a lot of uh, kind of leverage points where individuals and groups can make really cool things. Uh, I'm also grateful that um, I did not make anything out of haste that grew out of um, control and impacted people's lives negatively. Uh, I think it's really easy to make something and be accidentally successful and then uh, make a lot of destruction along the way. So I'm glad that, um, yeah, there's just a lot of stuff that is possible to do in this day and age. It's cool. I'm grateful for breast milk. Hey, Mrs. Pancake. I'm afraid that... That's a good one. ...that numbers are before lessers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's a good point. And I'd like to hear more about your breast milk shortly. But first, uh, one of my... Okay, so I am grateful for my... Uh, the health of my two grandfathers who are still with us. And I'm grateful for, um, I think, my mother's father. He was uh, an engineer and he was, he still is, he is an engineer. And he was laying the cables on the ocean floor all around the world. So Bermuda and Fiji, Hong Kong, sort of uh, with a company called Cable and Wireless. And so he was really, really into engineering. And he was into communications and he got a little medal for helping with Apollo missions and things like that. And he inspired me to be really interested in physics and engineering as a child and sort of taught me a lot of very interesting things, gave me some books. And, you know, um, probably if he didn't inspire that sort of curiosity in me at that age, I would probably not have ended up where I am now. Well, I, w I definitely wouldn't have. So I'm grateful for that. Is I missed a bit of that. Did you say he invented something? Not invented, just putting lots of cables down on the ocean floor. That's like, really interesting. Because yeah. That's kind of weird, actually, because one of my great-grandfathers was like the inventor of some undersea cable. Um, I'll find out those, though. <laughs> we, we could easily be related. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be really fucking funny. I'm serious. He was um, he he like designed the the mechanism of of laying the cables on the the ocean floor, and he also had a, a bus company and a few different things. Um, but like, I'll have to find out the details. <laughs> like, I'm curious now. This was like early 1900s. Mm, that would have been one generation before uh, my granddad was. I don't know, probably 60s. He was doing all his 70s. I don't know, flying around the world. Uh, doing all kinds of weird things, um, chopping snakes' heads off, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, weird. Um, weird. I think this was like 1920s or something, like the the very first telecommunications cables, whatever that was. Um, but yeah, interesting. I'll go then. Um, hey, if I can say something, um, there's always something funny about family names and... Uh, jobs and occupations that people have sometimes it's a complete match so i wouldn't be surprised if one of you got two guys i mean without doxing you 
your family names had something to do with being wired or being connected. It's like like some bankman Fried, you know, it's like Friedhof means in German means graveyard, you know. <laughs> I mean it gets me all the time, you know. It's really bad. Like he 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 dug the grave for his bank, something like that in his name. Hmm. No, no references to cables in my name, but um, um, I'm grateful for the the planet and how many beautiful places there are to go. Um, the oceans and the the mountains and just just the the pure variety of things, and for finding out new things all the time just like amazing creatures and and amazing landscapes and just like how endless it is that there's just this uh huge tapestry of beauty and um there's no sense of the the curiosity or the fascination of life and the world ending um there are always new things to do and always new things to see and always stories um and always people to to meet and to hear from. And I don't know, I, I find the whole thing like insatiably fascinating and um, yeah, just, just grateful to be alive here on this, this planet. By the way, Dr. Kerry, if you just joined, then um, we're doing alphabetical order. So um, go around in alphabetical order and just slot in wherever you are. Oh, this is me. Um, I, um, I wanted to say that I'm thankful for Detective Grover. For what? Oh, Detective Grover joins the space sometimes. Um, oh. Hi. OYO, nice to, nice to hear your voice. Yeah. Nice to hear you at last, OIO. I've always wondered if you were a, a woman or a man or a transsexual, and now I know. Mr. Kitty wants to speak. Do you think he'll behave himself? No, he's not allowed to speak. Uh-oh. Should I tell him to go away? <laughs> Dr. Carey, you cut in front of me, and I really don't want to have to pull your hair. Please. Oh, no. I'm sorry, Crypto Pancake. I love you. <laughs> please please respect the the rules of this space we go around in alphabetical order and we say what we're grateful for usually you say like i am grateful for and then you just say whatever you're grateful for it doesn't have to be as extreme as profound gratitude it can also just be appreciation you can start there you can say you know you like the the ocean or the wind or whatever or something you ate today it doesn't matter Gratitude isn't something that necessarily comes straight away. It is something you deepen into by resting in or focusing on that aspect of your mind. Um, it's a, a process. It's a journey. It's a deepening. You know, in general, wherever we rest our minds, regardless of what that is, if it's resting on um, the idea of life as some kind of problem, it's on a stress or if it's on beauty and gratitude and and love and, and stillness and appreciation or whatever whatever we rest our mind upon is going to increase 
So in this space, there's a conscious intention to rest your mind upon gratitude and appreciation. And then there's like a, a going round, a deepening into that. And you'll find that it's not just about what you say and what you focus on, but it's also about what other people say and the things they remind you of. You know, maybe somebody is grateful for their parents and they remind you how grateful you are for your parents. Um, so there's like a beautiful thing that happens when we go around. Anyway, we go alphabetically. So no jumping in. Mr. Kitty, please behave. Thank you. So it's pancake now, and then whoever's next. So as I was saying, I'm very grateful for breast milk, um, specifically breast milk from a hooded seal, which has 60% fat. Um, I think it's superior to human breast milk, and I'm grateful that it exists. I think it's me now, right? No, it's Jebba. D. Oh, I I went for the doctor, but okay. Uh, shouldn't it be Citizen? No, he missed that because he joined late, so I'll have to go in the next round before crypto. Um, I'm grateful for being alive. Life is a very precious experience, and it's a very beautiful one at that. And it's uh, you know, it's something that I'm thankful for every day because not everyone gets to be born. And uh, I'm thankful for the people I meet along the way because, uh, and, and you guys too, because you're a great group of people. And uh, yeah, very beautiful experience. And I think we should all be very grateful for it. Now? <laughs> now, yeah. Daddy? <laughs> you use the alphabet, Kerry. Um, so my daughter and I got along really well today. And it was so cool because. I'm so grateful to get to like play with the universe with my daughter and teach her like different spiritual things. And we did these affirmations before dance class because she was kind of her teacher's kind of like he's difficult and he's like he's it's a lot sometimes. And I'm like, try to make this easier on yourself. Like, I'm so good at dance. I'm it's so easy to pick up the the moves or whatever. I don't know. I said it in a cooler way, but um, she came out and she was like, that was my best class ever. And I like, could totally believe in affirmations. And so, yeah, it's fun just to watch kids kind of use good practices. So I'm grateful that I get to get to be a part of that in her life. So, yeah, thanks. So you taught your daughter witchcraft today. Yes. And we made a grimoire. I know you know what that is, Kit, right? Of course. <laughs> it's your go. Oh, oh yes. Okay. So um November is November, which is our national uh adoption awareness month. And I am grateful for adoption. So to be adopted, I am also thankful for all the things that were negatives that transpired for the person that I am today. So that's it. I, I guess it's me. I'm grateful for my sister being alive after 22, 22 years living with a transplanted heart. It's a really great thing. This stuff exists, and even with all the troubles that are coming along with that, she's now 42, and she would have missed the best part of her life, I guess. So I'm really thankful for that. My turn. 
No. It is um, IOI if he wants to go. I mean, OIO. No? Okay, then it's uh, T Bard, I think. Uh, I guess I'm grateful that um, I've been really sick this week and was kind of bedridden. I'm, I'm grateful that I'm feeling well enough today to be up and about and moving around again. You're on. It's you. Oh. Um, I am grateful for the... Oh, Fallon. It's gonna, like... Oh, sorry. Mm, you're no longer worthy of being co-host. I apologize. I am grateful for the idea that any situation can be used in a positive way and um, explored. And so it makes being patient a lot easier. Um, yeah, that's what I'm grateful for. <clears throat> I, uh, I am grateful for my sense of smell because I had COVID last week and I couldn't smell for a few days and that was very worrying. And I think it's an underappreciated sense. And without it, life is much less interesting. And you also don't know if your dog has farted, which is a plus, but you similarly can't smell anything that's interesting either, uh, which is, well, I don't know, the smell of cut grass, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. The stuff you might expect is quite obvious. I think. The other things that are interesting to smell are my little perfumes that I bought during COVID lockdown, and I got obsessed with it for some reason, because I thought it was really interesting to experiment with smells and whether that could improve my memory, because every day seemed the same. So it's like a differentiator. So losing sense of smell, not cool. Getting it back was nice. Hmm. Hey, Mark, Kitty. Okay, thank you. I'm grateful because I thought y'all said we were going by the alphabet, but I never really understood the alphabet anyway, so I'm grateful that I never understood it or the Chinese or the Russian alphabet. I'm also grateful for, you know, good milk. I like the almond milk now because the whole vitamin D milk sucks really bad now and you can't even taste it, so I'm grateful for almond milk. I'm grateful for time with my daughter or daughters, whatever the case may be, because sometimes one of them doesn't want to speak to me, but we have maybe started speaking again after this weekend. I don't know yet. I messaged her back and she usually waits two or three days. So I'm still waiting to see, but I'm grateful that we at least talked. Um, I'm grateful for good spaces and I'm grateful for bad spaces because the bad spaces make me really appreciate the good spaces. And I'm grateful for gay spaces and straight spaces because, you know, I get to learn a lot about everybody that way. And even though I may be straight, I can appreciate the gay people also. And that's been a big part of my life to open my eyes to the fact that everybody is human and you shouldn't judge them for their color or their sexual preference or whether or not they want to dress up like a furry or whether or not they want to identify as a cat and use the litter box in a classroom. Like, 
some people that really aggravates, but you know, why do we got to put everybody in a box, man? Why can't we be more open? Um, <clears throat> I'm grateful that we haven't had world war three yet. And I don't really think that we're going to in my lifetime or my kid's lifetime. I think it's all a big scam. And um, I'm grateful that the crypto market is still alive and that there is still a chance to make money in it. And I'm grateful that I still have money to invest in the crypto market. I'm grateful for the fact that I haven't lost it all already. Um, I'm grateful that when Dr. Carey came in, he told her that she had to wait for her slut instead of her slot. I thought that was pretty cool, Coach Bruce. I didn't know if that was like a Freudian slip or not, but that was amazing. Um, and I'll pass now. That's confusing. You changed your name. <laughs> you started with A, now you're M. Um, okay. I was I, trying to cheat in the front of the line, but you didn't let me, so there you go. Yeah. I, I'm just also working out how we accommodate the, the lobster. Um, let's, let's say that's Natasha N. Okay. I think it's uh, you, citizen. Okay. All right. Um, you know what? I, I was initially what came to mind for me being grateful. Uh, I'm grateful for people who cultivate space for these kinds of things. So, you know, Bruce, thank you. Uh, I think this is a very important kind of uh, aspect that uh, we lose touch with, with human, as humans living in uh, the world. Um, and so I'm grateful for people that take care to, you know, provide a little space for people to kind of uh, be more intimate and intimacy in general. I'm grateful for, especially sex. You know, I think it's a it's a profound uh, manifestation of uh, you know physical manifestation of a very profound thing. Um, and, and I'm grateful that uh, it exists not only because it generates more human beings, which I think human beings are, are a great thing, despite all of our fallbacks. I'm, I'm very grateful for uh, human beings and uh, other people because, you know, it's, um, it's, it's terrible to be alone, especially without these kinds of things that help to facilitate more of connection it can be easy to, to, to be alone and feel alone, and that's just terrible, and I, and I like all things that help to uh, cultivate the intimacy, and I'm very grateful for those things. I am grateful for Twitter. I think that a lot of the things that have happened on Twitter and the people I've met are very unexpected for me and um uh, just to to go back about a year a little bit over a year i started just posting some funny things on twitter i had like zero followers and i just carried on and then over time it just became more and more interesting and one of the interesting things for me has been that just by posting just by sharing your thoughts or your feelings or maybe something that made you fun, uh, made you laugh or whatever it becomes easier and easier to meet people who you resonate with. And um, in, in quite a beautiful way, I think it's like it happens organically. People just start following each other. They start liking each other um, and they get to know each other's minds. And it's, it's 
quite interesting in many ways because it's it's like it's disconnected from the physicality and it's disconnected from geographic location and it's like a pure mind-to-mind appreciation so it's like you know whatever the words are whatever the 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 spoken words are in these spaces if you appreciate that then you have a then you have a connection of some kind um and also like i don't know there's something fascinating about it in that like in in terms of normal life just meeting the kind of people you might meet day to day there's definitely a limit to the kind of people you meet you know you you will meet people in your town or your city um but when you start with the mind when you start with the online profile and and writing and um speaking in one of these spaces it's like it's an it's a really really powerful filter to find people that are very much like you and it, it's kind of interesting because you end up with a lot of people who are very much like you in terms of alignment and, and beliefs and, and the kind of humor and whatever else. But at the same time, they, they tend to be quite far away. So it's like, it's, it's a trade-off. Um, but I think it's, it's a, it's a one that's well worth making. And one of the surprising things for me has been that over time, as I've spent more time on the internet and Twitter and stuff, how valuable my little online friends are to me like my friends in my phone, <laughs> you know, even though um, I've not met most of them. Um, I think I will one day meet many of them. But e- even despite that, even if it remains as a, a connection that is just somehow disembodied and we're on these spaces or um, wherever else, I-, I still think it's a beautiful thing. And I still think it's it's real in its own way. Um, and I think it, it doesn't in any in any way need dismissing as something that's just the internet. I think, you know, um, Xerox Ears and, and Cephi and many others for me and many people here in these long, long spaces, the amount of stories and things we've told each other and the things we've learned from each other is immensely rich and beautiful. Um, and yeah, I, I'm I'm just glad to have found this kind of place, I guess, where and I, I described it the other day in the space. I was like, being on Twitter is like you're in the ocean and you're on a raft. And it's like the more you speak and the more you write, the more your raft seems to float towards an island. And that island contains the people who appreciate and understand and share your sense of humor, who resonate with you. And there's this sense that like, the more you give, the more you give your your gifts, I guess, the more you give your humor, the more you give every part of yourself to this online environment, the more you're floating towards those people. And I think that in many ways is why this space here today exists and why other spaces exist and, and you know, our little group chats and the, the kind of projects, whether it's art or business and whatever else uh, kind of unfold and happen. It's because we're all kind of floating together and there's a very kind of beautiful sense for that to me. I don't know why I see it as an ocean, but I think it is like that. Um, and yeah, I, I just find the whole thing beautiful. And I'm, I'm glad I joined the internet because before a year or so ago, I hadn't really explored this whole realm. Um, it was all quite new to me. And what I have found has been very surprising and very beautiful. And I'm, I'm happy to call many people here, my true friends.
so um that was really uh beautiful coach and i was going to talk about something that i was grateful for but you talking about that actually made me realize that there's something that i'm more grateful for um so there are like a lot of people on this space that i talk to or i'm in sort of adjacent circles with um and i've only ever known them on twitter but long before i was on twitter um i was on tiktok and that was kind of like my little corner of like the internet and that's where i would like spend all my time and stuff like that um and i made friends and it was really nice um and then something basically happened um i started like getting harassed by somebody that was like really like i don't know i it's it's hard because like everybody can like handle like different amounts of like harassment but like this this was just kind of like deep like psychological like stuff like making like multiple like profiles pretending to be me and like just like sending me like really like depraved like unwanted things so i kind of like lost like like my desire to be in the crypto space in that way and i sort of like lost my like morale for it um and then i started spending more time on twitter as like i guess sort of like a defense mechanism because i really just wasn't comfortable on tiktok anymore even though that was like the only place that i was comfortable and then over time um really just because of like luna i started to kind of get introduced to like more people and and meet more people um you know even like prior to dpeg i was talking to um people and like just sort of like making friends like in that ecosystem that didn't know me or know like what happened to me so it was kind of like a fresh start basically um so i'm just like grateful because i finally feel like i'm in a place where I feel like safe, I guess. And like, even if anybody kind of like comes after me again, like they did before, I'm in like a mental space where I know that I can handle it because it's just, it's just different here. Um, and I'm, I don't quite know how to articulate it beyond that, but I'm just really great, grateful for it. So that's what I'm grateful for. I believe it's you. Jebber. Is it not citizen? I actually no, never mind. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um I'm grateful for Satoshi because if Satoshi never made Bitcoin, uh none of us would be here today. And uh yeah, it's that's uh, the one reason we're all here. And I think it's something to be grateful for, and it's a it's a beautiful start to I guess uh, the cryptocurrencies and the the world we're in now it's uh, not good for the world, I believe. Before I say what I'm thankful for, Jeremy, where is your sun located, and why is it not snowing yet? Um, I I don't know where like the moon's out right now. I live in Ottawa. <laughs> I don't know. It just. It hasn't snowed in Ottawa yet. And so why fun. are you why are you damning your son? What do you mean damning my son? Like why am I 
This is not a conversation. This is a gratitude circle. Please focus that that idle mind and bring it back to whatever you're grateful for. I am very grateful for the banana, which is a berry, but it is a fruit. So therefore is a taxable item under fruit. Hmm. Some of you aren't paying attention. I think it's you, level 10. Okay, I'm grateful actually for having some interesting people on Twitter spaces talking about all kinds of things at any time of the day, which is kind of fascinating to me. And I think it opens up a new dimension to what we can make of the internet in the future. It shows new ways and um, uh, we should actually appreciate that we have this opportunity to uh, bridge time and space through a little piece of software in a, in a device that we can hold in our heads. I think everyone is wondering whether you're going to go or not. OIO. Okay, I removed him. That means that it is T Bard's go. Um, I guess I'm grateful for summer. I prefer the warmth and everybody being outside and hearing animals and just nature growing and flowers blooming. It's a much more enjoyable time of the year. Um, I'm grateful for devices that let us communicate in audio and also let us listen to audio of things that have happened in the past. It's quite incredible. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's uh, 3 a.m. here in uh, in the Alps. And... Uh, I think I've got one more thing I'm grateful for. Zero. Uh, would you like yeah. to? Would you like to end the space with your final thing? Because it's clear that this space is now dead. Well, I've been meaning to say, Coach, this space has been dead for a little while, um, but I felt too embarrassed to raise it. So thank um, you for empowering me. Be vulnerable. Just it's it's okay. Sometimes the space is dead. But that doesn't mean that you can't be grateful for whatever has happened. Hmm. Well, I've started saying silly things, but maybe I'll say something serious. Uh, I am grateful for my health because I had a little autoimmune thing. And if it weren't for modern medicine, I would definitely be dead. So that is great. Um, so I'm grateful that uh, Mr. Hearn, the consultant, diagnosed me correctly and I got the drugs I needed to get and they were on the NHS, which is free. <laughs> so <laughs> that was great. And I'm not dead. So that is something I'm grateful for. That is good. I'm glad you're not dead too. 
I speak for a few of us here when I say, I'm glad you're not dead. But wait, are those drugs corticosteroids that could help with your muscle gain? Uh, I, <laughs> that was, it's the opposite, coach. But I, I, didn't, I haven't taken Thank them for God. a long time. Thank God. <laughs> I haven't taken them for a long time now. But I was on them for a, a number of years. What happened then to, to mean that you're not on them anymore? You, you take anything these days, or is it just like it's fixed itself or something? Uh, in remission. I'm clean. Clean. I don't, I don't have uh, any pills, any oh. infusions or anything at the moment, which is great. Is, it, is that just a thing that happens? It can just go in remission? Like, why does that happen? I've only ever heard of um, these things really happening long-term and need treatment long-term. Yeah. Um, so it's a bit of a weird one. Uh, I've got a pretty rare thing. It's kind of like vasculitis and it can manifest in many ways. Sometimes it just affects like a little bit of you. Sometimes it can take you out, <laughs> like get your kidneys and things. Uh, I've gotten away with a very mild form of it probably, which is like, I don't know. It's just gone into remission and uh, uh, just kind of, it, could it come back? It could. Is it going to? I don't know. Uh, if it does, I'll just take some drugs. But What exactly, sorry to interrupt you, what exactly is vasculitis? I've never heard of it. Uh, basically, your body attacks your, the, your, your blood cells. Like, <laughs> so that is pretty inconvenient for most people. Wow. And you can see how they'd have a wide range of symptoms uh, that come out of it. So, yeah, it's a little bit um, daunting. So that's why I'm quite grateful that I seem to have gotten away with it. Yes, I'm, I'm very grateful for your good health as well. And I'm glad that you're in a much healthier state than you were prior. Thank you. Would you say that this autoimmune condition? is helping or harming your pursuit of muscle gain? Uh, I like to think it doesn't affect it at all now. Probably when I was taking loads of pills, it wasn't like additive to the pursuit of adding muscle. But I think now it probably doesn't affect it. Uh, but I don't, yeah, I don't know. It, it's like there's not any studies on this stuff as far as I know. No, no. I'm just asking because I'm scared. <laughs> Why are you scared? I'm scared that you might be able to gain muscle faster than me when we're on a, in a competition. Uh, I think that it's unlikely unless I turn to Psalms uh, in a reckless fit of rage in order to uh, try and overtake you. Would you be willing to do that if I suddenly surge ahead by 10 kilograms? If you surge ahead, if you were to press 60 kilos for five reps uh, in the next like few weeks, like two or three weeks, mm. I would probably um, seriously consider 
finding an interne- international uh, distributor for some uh, some VK five two one one or <laughs> some LGD four zero three three. Hey, I thought the terms were that we were doing no enhancement. Uh, yes, but that's that's the problem. It's if it was a smart contract, we'd have trust. But because we're two people, I can trick you and I can take drugs, and there's no way for you to find out. No, you can roid if you like, man. But um, but I think <laughs> consider the long term consequence on your health if it's worth it. Because uh, I, <laughs> I wouldn't pay. Not worth it. I wouldn't pay, and and also, what's the cost of roids versus the loss of money? <laughs> Isn't it about similar? Uh, oh yeah, actually, I don't know, like, maybe hundred quid or something. I've no, I don't know, <laughs> I have no idea. But yeah. um, so, yeah, the, the long term effects taking experimental uh, selective androgen receptor modulating drugs that are not approved for human consumption <laughs> is. Uh, somewhat reckless and stupid. So I wouldn't recommend that to anyone. Mm. And also, when you stare in the mirror at your muscles, you know that they're fake. It's a hollow victory. It's a fake victory, but the muscles are real. But no, I, I wouldn't even say they're real because they, they might degrade much easier and much faster. Have you ever seen one of those uh, bodybuilders? I think, you know, Larry Wills. Do you know who Larry Wills is? Yes, yes. He yes. went off uh, roids about three months ago, and he's just mm-hmm. on TRT now, and he's just shrunk. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy. The guy, I remember he made a video like, oh, yeah, man, I'm going to stop taking drugs. And then, like, yeah, like he immediately shrunk. Like, it, like he'd gone through the wash. Um, pretty yeah. crazy. And that's after doing it for years and years and years and years and years. For somebody who's just like popping pills, they'll fucking shrink immediately. By the way, Dorniki, previously known as Aniki, why have you joined this dead space? Oh, uh, well, okay, so one hour ago, I, uh, I was like, oh my God, you guys are doing a space, but I had to get some work done. And then I joined it now and it's dead, and I'm a little disappointed. Um, so I was really itching for a space lately. I was really like in the mood, and uh, I don't know, sad that vibe. And then I was like, "Oh yeah, perfect. Let's go. We got coach got a space." But if it's dead, then I can either let it die, or I can try to personally, like, shoulder the burden and try to revive it. No, it's not how it works. There's a there's a flow through the network, and it gives spaces and group chats life. And that, that, that flow is entirely determined by God. And we as human beings can receive that and we can unite inside this, this flow of grace and benefit from it and enjoy it and rejoice in it and, and kind of marinate in this outpouring of grace for a moment in time. But then when the flows go, we have to just accept that. We have to accept that the space is dead. Do you think that as individuals we have no control on the flow of the universe? I don't even believe in an individual, Dorniki. I don't think there's anyone here but, but grace. There's only infinite grace. And whatever the body and the mind and the world seem to be, they all, all are appearing as and to that grace. But they have no inherent self-identity. There's, there's no me, there's no separate person. There's no 
division or compartmentalization or any kind of separation or partition in any of this. There is just the, the infinite magnificence of God's grace. And whatever this body and this mind and this space appear to be is just a, a hint, a suggestion of a dream. It's like a song on the wind, something you can barely make out through the corner of your eye or the, the very, very, very edge of your, your hearing. You can barely, barely make out. And then when you look at it directly, it vanishes straight away. Um, there's, there's nothing here at all. There's only God. And we must accept that. See, the way I see it is not in the sense that individuals like we are, you know, we are all together, but rather that we are all part of the universe. And the universal flow is that which we are the universe. We control the universe in the sense that we are all each other and that we are all part of this grand being that is existence. And to say, whether you say, okay, the flow is over, you know, the universe is, is calling it done, or you say, we restarted again, both these are equally just at our own beck and our own call, at our own will, because it is us, it is you, it is me, it is the, the energy of the space. If that was true, you would be able to save this space. But reality proves that the space is dead. The, the, well, the fact is, it's not that. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was Coach Bruce Wrangler hosting the Gratitude Circle, people sharing what they're grateful for. Recorded on Tuesday, November 15th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. In the darkest of times, when the phoenix arises out of the ashes like some burned up papyrus, open the sarcophagus and release the virus. Got a lump in your throat like tonsillitis. When the flags go up like everyone is righteous, spending government checks sniffing up the white dust. The previous generation wants to be just like us. Fuck that shit, I'm trying to be like Mike was. Drop the bias and you might survive this. The mummy coming through to remind your highness. I might just buy up my own fucking eye. Island. Build a little bunker, then wait for the timer. Countdown to zero, day exploiting. Every exploit in your internet sex toys in emitting vibrations through the ether. Did you just come me ether? at the right time blindly following stars in the night sky part of me might ride away with the prize fight man versus everything else until the time's right unleash the kraken no wait that was crack fuck now everybody feeling all amped up fucking like bunnies to the national anthem ugly little shits eating up all our rhythm mishandling the captions who has the answer holding our attention for ransom Fed up with all the red tape and the boring template Like it matters if it's a blue or red state Charged every month and we can't even cancel Feeling distressed? Fuck it, kill the damsel Fuck yeah, spread it like we're on some undead shit And pass the bitch around like a meme from Reddit In the beginning it was suggested that the mortality rate would be 5% And the numbers are so much higher We're not ready for the next epidemic 
So if your oxygen level falls too low and it cannot be kept up with just what we call nasal cannulas or rebreathing oxygen masks, if you can't get enough oxygen from that, then they will intubate the, the patient. Spaces.